Hey friends, this is Tressa from The Asylum Case Studies, and you're listening to On Fire Tonight with Josh and Tressa, the show where we watch some junk and gab about it. Uh, This is our first episode, and we're starting off with the series Black Summer, a zombie apocalypse series from The Asylum. As per usual, we're going to spoil uh, everything, so if you plan on watching it, I would do that first. And I do highly recommend watching it because it is way better than you would ever expect it to be. You can also catch us live on Twitch, which is really exciting because you'll get to witness all the ums and all the awkward silences. The link will be in the show notes. Anyway, thanks for coming. Have a seat. Here's a snack. Enjoy. So, Josh, how did you enjoy Black Summer? Today, we're talking about Black Summer Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot Episode. It's on Netflix. It's produced by The Asylum. Yes. Who are people, a company (laughs) that frequently makes um, Mm -hmm. not the best stuff in the world. But guess what? This, This show fucking rules. Oh my God, this show, this pilot blew my fucking mind. This is up there with some of the best pilots for shows that I've ever Mm -hmm. seen. Like, I don't know if you like sort of have a mental tally of like amazing pilots, but like Mad Men, um, Battlestar Galactica. uh, Did you ever watch that? No, I never saw it. Ugh, my God, it's fucking awesome. It, I know. It op- like that pilot episode opens in the middle of so much action. Nice. Anyway, whatever. Back to Black Summer. This is fucking solid. Like it starts off with like static photography and moves very gently into a tracking shot after like we've surveyed this dead neighborhood for a minute. And then yes. everything after that is fucking crazy handheld i'm assuming this was a netflix only like an original series because the direction the camera work the lighting the cinematography was all on point it was good it wasn't it didn't sound like an asylum movie which usually sounds like garbage and i don't know it just an asylum movie I can usually pick up on immediately because it sounds like it was recorded in a room always. I just had to bring it up because it was it so blew me away because I I saw the series the first season anyway when it came out not realizing it was an asylum production. And I'm so excited that it is because this rewatching the pilot, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember enjoying this. And then I watched it again and I was like, this is solid. This is a really it, it introduces all the characters. I assume we're going to see throughout this season. And all right, let's just get into it. All right. This show is it's a zombie show We're sure. we're in a zombie apocalypse of some sort. It's unclear exactly what's going on we know that there's some sort of chaos and martial law Mm. people have 
been scavenging in houses that they do not live in mm -hmm. for whatever they can find. And then they're trying to get to the stadium. That is their, that is their set goal. Like get to the stadium. Yes. I gotta say like in all of the, all the reactions of the characters are totally plausible and relatable like if i had been in that situation even the bad the bad choices i'm like i can totally see myself doing something like that because you're in the middle of a shit show that is never ending at this point you just gotta survive we gotta get to the stadium right that's what everyone's trying to do all they manage to do is barely get out of the neighborhood that they start in yeah, you know, just a teeny bit closer. We don't see the stadium in this episode. No mm -hmm. one has made it there. It's unclear what we will even find when we arrive there, if we ever do. Yes. We start off... I don't remember her name. I don't remember characters' names. I'm sorry, that's my problem. So we start off with Rose. Yes, thank you. She and her husband and daughter are the first characters we meet. They're scavenging in a house that has photos of a family that is not them. Correct. And the daughter is maybe like nine, 10 years old, something like that. I'm bad at like knowing ages. Yeah, me too. Um, I'd say maybe 11, 12, but that's nitpicky. Go ahead. The mom sees her doing stuff, is like, come on, we gotta go, grabs like what look like Dungeons and Dragons dice. <laughs> some 20 sided dice. Right. Like, like a bunch of them. Some of them, not all of them. Right. Like, what's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last night was game night. I guess yeah. so. I guess so. I mean, you know, what's important to one survivor and another survivor will differ. Mm -hmm. So, what you're scavenging for, you know, these are all she, the husband, and the daughter like spill out into the street and go from a walk to a jog with their backpacks and they're like loaded down with multiple layers of clothing mm. and you know these are mm. this is a refugee scenario and this is where i realize i mean i already knew this but there's no way i would survive a zombie apocalypse because i ain't running for shit i i'm not in bad shape i go to the gym i ain't running for shit if i need to survive i'm dead well shit i mean i i actually run marathons but like Ew. yeah yeah i know gross so see you later you're zombie food i came to that conclusion years ago so it's fine i mean i think the real lesson of most zombie attacks and most shark attacks and whatever is you mm -hmm. don't have to be the fastest you just have to be the second slowest or better that's true that's very true so we get to the checkpoint where people are taking the military is taking people to the stadium and uh rose's daughter gets on a truck and her husband gets patted down and he winces because he has an injury and they won't let them on the truck the truck takes off there's utter chaos the soldiers who are terrible at being soldiers I mean, who, who wouldn't be? It's the fucking end of the world. Why do you even care at this point? Right. They're checking paperwork and IDs, whatever that even means. Like, mm -hmm. here's, Seriously, here's a document is... that says I'm not a zombie, I guess. <laughs> I'm not really clear what they're looking for or like, you know, mm -hmm. filtering for other than this husband who's injured and they point the gun at him, but then there's chaos. 
the husband and wife get away. This uh, broke my heart so much. This is like this was the introduction to this is Rose's plot line for I'm assuming this series. She's got to find her daughter now. This is also where we kind of lay down the tracks that zombies are not a thing in this universe because they don't know that if you're injured, you will turn into a zombie, or at least they're in denial because the husband is injured somehow. No one says the word zombie in the episode. Mm -mm. Well, no, I don't think they ever will either. Why is that a thing in zombie movies? Like no one ever says zombie. I think it's because then they have to acknowledge that there's all these rules that have been put in place and they have to they have to come up with their own rules as the story moves along. So they have to discover that. It makes it more exciting, Josh. That's my theory. Lesai. So husband and wife get away. Hide in a house. She screams to the daughter as the truck screeches mm -hmm. away, wait for me at the stadium. I'll meet you at the stadium. Mm -hmm. A jet screeches overhead as she hits the ground. So anyway, husband and wife make it to another house in the neighborhood to hide out for a second. A horrible transformation takes place. Well, she's going to go look for some antibiotics in the kitchen. Right. The first rule of <laughs> zombie stuff is if you turn your back on someone who's been injured, mm -hmm. they will turn into a cannibal of some kind, an mm -hmm. undead perhaps. That's how it works. Ravenous. Mm -hmm. Also, I liked that this pilot introduced the idea of like these zombies. Okay, let me go back. I feel like this pilot was closer to the World War Z book than the actual movie. I dug that because there were like separate stories for everyone that connected at the end. I didn't uh, read that book. I did see the movie. I should actually. Bro, I don't read, and I read that book. What are you talking about? I I should put this out there for like anybody that cares. I think the show is great, and I am not particularly a fan of zombie stuff. Okay. So like, That's no, but what noted. I'm saying is that like, just because something is a zombie thing, I'm not going to necessarily like it. This is mm -hmm. this is really good, and it happens to be about zombies, and I'm into it. Which is high praise. It's totally high praise. Because you're not into it. I get it. But it also introduces what kind of zombies these are. Like, they're not crazy, cracked out zombies that run super fast. What are you talking but, about? Yes, they are. No, they run human speed. Oh, they don't okay. run, like, okay. super, like, super human fast. Well, but, like, you know, they can run at top human speed. Sure, because they don't have any pain that they have to acknowledge. But they're also not super slow like a Romero zombie because they haven't- There's no rigor mortis? There's no rigor mortis yet. So they're like people that are just like instinctually going after food. And I'm a huge zombie fan. I love zombies. I eat it up. And this, the way they presented these zombies was fucking perfect. I loved it. There's some aspects to how these zombies work that is already confusing to me. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy to be confused. The husband, who we now see transform into a zombie, he was slashed or 
bitten or something mm -hmm. previously. He's Correct. been a normal human, but with this injury for an unknown amount of time up until now. Correct. And then like that, he's zombified and he chases his wife. He crashes through the window of the door. Like, so yeah, it's great. She's like running. She gets up like a chain link fence and is like trying to kick him as he's trying to like scrabble at her feet. Mm -hmm. And then very luckily a soldier with a gun shoots him and kills him. And she staggers into this guy's arms, exhausted. So good. And says, my daughter, I have to find my daughter. She's at the stadium. Help me. I will help you. Like and that takes like, a while before he says, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. No, it was an intense scene. So good. Like, yeah, they're really good performances. Like, like everything about this show is really good. Like, it's well made, it's well conceived, it's well mm -hmm. acted. Like, mm -hmm. like very well done. Also, to address, yes, I don't know if like we should like say. I don't know if we should have said this in the beginning or whatever. But like the way the timeline of the episode works, you see something happen in the background of one scene that will be in the forefront right. of another scene. So all of this is taking place simultaneously. Yeah, it's beautiful. So well thought out, beautiful. Yeah, it's a great way to compress and elongate time at the same time. Mm -hmm. So to address the husband turning into a zombie instantaneously, let's think about it like this. Let's think about it like nausea, okay? Mm hmm Let's say instead of an injury, you're like, I don't feel so good. And then all of a sudden you're projectile vomiting. Completely. It just snuck up on you. Right. So let's just say, let's say. Uh, you're trying to be cool until there is no mm -hmm. holding back. Yeah. And then you just like throw up blood and turn into a zombie. That's how it works here, dude. It makes perfect sense. Okay. So in one of the other storylines. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just gonna go slightly out of order for this for mm -hmm. the episode, but just so that we can talk about the mechanics of becoming a zombie. Go for it. We see a young couple. They're like in their mid twenties. They have backpacks on. One of them is holding a map, and they're discussing like, is this like where we're supposed to meet them? I think so. Mm -hmm. Double check it. The girl gets plowed into by a giant SUV and knocked like a dozen feet. The guy looks over her seconds later is running away from her. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I got, I got a dip. Yeah. There's no way. She's just a huge bloody mess. Mm -hmm. And what we will learn through seeing it through different storylines eyes is that within a matter of seconds, this girl who's been like hit by a car, is now a ravenous cannibalistic zombie. She was hit and was pushed and dragged maybe 20, not 20, maybe 10, 20 feet, something like that. She goes flying. Yeah. She was, there's no way she was going to survive that, whether there was a zombie apocalypse or not. She was spitting up blood. She was, she was dead. There's no way that she was going to survive. So, 
I'm cool with her spitting up blood and turning the zombie almost immediately. Makes sense to me. But this flies in the face of what I understand to be oh, transmission. You don't, oh, you don't know the Walking Dead rules. What are the Walking okay. Dead rules? I tried to watch that show and I could not, I just couldn't get into it. You're not into zombies, I get it. But here's the thing, if it had been good, like this well, show, then I probably would have watched all of it. The pilot of that show, it's one of my favorite zombie movies of all time, is the pilot of Walking Dead. Anyway. Well, may maybe I should revisit it. Maybe I was watching it with the wrong mindset and I should give it another try. Maybe you should, because I really liked it. It did go downhill, but anyway, the- It went downhill. It starts off like shit. Oh, you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. <laughs> The infection rules in Walking Dead, they end up in, at the CDC in the first season for some reason, and a scientist has told them that something was released, something is in the air, and if you die, everyone is infected with this, whether you are alive or not. And when you die is when it comes to active or whatever, and that's when you turn into a zombie, regardless of how you die. Oh, that's very interesting isn't it it's fun okay so everyone's a walking time bomb mm -hmm, absolutely and i think that's probably return of the living dead rules as well because those dogs in the factory were coming back to life oh shit i didn't even think about the dogs yeah the butterflies i just accepted all of those taxidermied things as hilarious <laughs> They're filled with stuffing and back to life. I love it. All right. So one of the greatest works of art in human history is Return of the Living Dead. Yes, I agree. It is the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> of movies? <laughs> Not a genre, just movies in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, like, <laughs> you, you, know, you know that old saying, like, when something's the best at something, it's the Citizen Kane of something. So this is the Citizen Kane of movies. Wow, that's, wow, that's beautiful. I mean, I agree with you 100%, but wow. <laughs> Send more paramedics. Anyway, where are we? So for me, for zombie movies, like it's Return of the Living Dead and Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, they're smart and funny. They play with genre, whatever. Anyway, this show so far is not funny at all. It's totally tense and totally, you know, scenes play out in what feels like slow, real time. So, absolutely. I wonder if, like, you can't have a serious zombie movie show, whatever with the knowledge of zombies in that universe because it would just play as goofy. Like they could do it in Shaun of the Dead because it was also a comedy and it totally worked. But I don't know if it'll work if it's a serious Maybe. project. I don't know. I'm not an expert in the field. I mean, I am, but that's fine. What about Zombieland? I think that they know about zombies in that one. I don't remember. I... Haven't seen the second one, and the first one. No, me neither. I was just mad they killed Bill Murray for no reason. <laughs> All right, back to. Okay, so there are a couple of great bargaining scenes. 
Mm-hmm. In this episode, there's a woman driving a minivan and a guy Ooh. stops her and asks for help and convinces her to let him join up with her despite her misgivings. She slides over so that he can drive the car, unlocks the door. He gets in and is like, get out. So good. You know what I loved about that scene is that so many movies and shows will not let even the bad guys lie. Like they'll like try and dance around it. Like, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm, I'm a good guy, whatever. He was just straight up. Everything he said was a lie to her. And I was like, fuck yeah, bad people are bad people. Of course they're going to lie. They're not going to try and be honorable and stretch the truth. This guy was such a dick and he gets his comeuppance and fuck yes. Right. As soon as she gets the passenger side door unlocked, she gets out of the car and is screaming at him. And then another person just comes out of nowhere, opens the driver's side door, grabs that first dude and beats the shit out of him. And the, she gets in the back seat and she just watches with a smile. She gets in the back seat and watches. And to my way of thinking, it's not 100% clear that the original guy is going to lose the fight. But she's like, whoever wins this fight, I'm staying in this car. Fuck yeah. Who, who wouldn't? What else are you going to do? Walk? Apparently not. Apparently, like, walking's not an option. No. I mean, everyone else is on foot, but like, what are their chances? <laughs> la, 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 la. We skipped over. Although maybe having a car just makes you a target. Because like everyone else was like pretty nice to each other. Like, you know, yeah, random people are like, hey, you can come with us. Mm-hmm. They haven't even like introduced themselves or had any other interaction. But if mm-hmm. you're in a car. You have something everyone wants. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway anyway so yeah so uh, the character of ryan is deaf he is with another character a woman uh, who's not speaking english and i'm not sure i think she's korean and her name is sun okay they have presumably already been together prior to when we see them because she Hmm. keeps grabbing him and getting him to come with her he is very confused he might he might, beyond being deaf, he might have some sort of shell shock as well. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, the two of them together were, she was hysterical the entire time she was on screen, and he was confused the entire time. I got a little goofy, but it it's fine. It, it, it still matches the situation. It's fine. Right. So we see a bunch of soldiers in another scene. Um, they've got oh, yeah. a guy and his hands are tied up behind his back and they take him inside a house. Most of the soldiers leave one guy in charge of him while they go do something else. This scene plays out in excruciating detail as the guy who's tied up is just trying to talk his way out and then eventually he fights his way out. The guy who they put in charge of him was named Spears and he is... So the guy that we see with tied up hands at the beginning of the scene is also the guy in fatigues that we see Mm. save Rose at the beginning. So we know this guy, whether or not he was ever a soldier, he's not Spears. He's not like, we don't know why he was their prisoner. Right. This was so great. I wasn't a fan of the like talking, trying to talk themselves out of whatever was going on. It was tense, but it was like, I 
I, I don't know. I didn't like it. But at the same time, I knew how important it was to the situation. So I was like, cool, let's do this. And he obviously wins the fight with this army dude and steals his clothes after he shoots him in the head. I didn't realize it was the same guy that saved Rose at the beginning until like the next scene or two where they're running to the checkpoint. I love that detail. Everything is connected and it's not in a goofy way. And I appreciate it. And I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, like this, this episode, more than anything, it creates a a mood and an atmosphere and it holds you there and it doesn't fuck itself up in any way. Like it explores tension in a variety of ways where like you're running for your life or you're just having a very quiet conversation with someone that may or may not want to kill you and vice versa. Yeah. I think next we get to the checkpoint with everybody now, right? There's a chain link fence and soldiers are trying to keep them from getting through and sun breaks through first Mm -hmm. and then like the crowd overwhelms the gates and they come crashing open and everybody spills out. And that's when we find the woman with the minivan getting back in the minivan and the guy that drug the, the first asshole out gets into the minivan and they drive away after a bunch of people that just broke through the barrier right get we in the minivan and then they drive are, off. but like there's a minivan full of people who are mm-hmm. now perhaps an alliance mm-hmm. or maybe they're killing them each other off or whatever i don't know it's it's a real every man for themselves situation because in that situation you need to fear people as much as dead people People are the worst. People or maybe are the worst. This whole show is about how cars are bad because, like, cars make you a target. And <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's from the electric. This is from yeah, like Runners Magazine. <laughs> Runners yeah, Weekly. Absolutely, no one is on a bicycle. By the way, no, never. I mean, he was in the first episode of Walking Dead, but whatever. That's fine. It was a great episode. All right, you know what? Like, I I will check out once again. I, th- I think I actually tried to watch it more than once, and I was like, it's just, it's not clicking. Just watch the first episode. It's so good. It's so it's gut wrenching. Oh, it's so good. Be that as it may, Black Summer is dope. <laughs> so good, and I cannot wait until there's an episode that's terrible to get your opinion <laughs> on this <laughs> because you know. It's I mean, coming. well, I mean. I don't know that it's coming possibly like they'll maintain this level of quality. I'm excited for it. Me too. I really hope that it stays at the same quality the whole way through the season. I just don't have my hopes up for any series to do that. But well, I mean, crossed. you know, like I think that we need to be somewhat forgiving because if a show can give us something great, but then occasionally it doesn't live up to the high watermark that it's set for itself, I think we have to remember mm-hmm. that it's still so good. Yes. First off, you're not the boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, yes, I totally agree. That's why Star Trek is so good. So many good episodes and a couple of really bad ones. Are you talking so, about the original series? Are you talking about the next generation? I'm talking about all, all of it. it. There are like for, 17 Star Treks on the air right now. Uh-huh. Are you watching all of them? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. I am. Love it. I just watched the Gary 7 
Agent 194 episode over and over again, and that's it. That's the only one I'll watch. I don't know what that means. What the fuck? What kind of Star Trek fan? (laughs) Was it from the original series? Yes. All right. I haven't watched that one in years. I think that's with Terry Garr in that episode. Oh, oh, got it. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember. Gary Seven, Agent 194. Okay. Yeah. Josh, do you want to talk about episode two next week? Sure. Yeah, I think that we should do the whole series. Let's do it because this is super fun. Yeah. I mean, what happens if episode two falls off so hard (laughs) and we've just committed to the entire show? Sucks for you. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this because you're going to get a lot of it. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Josh. Bye, Josh. Very nice.